the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome in to a Friday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. We'll talk with Jack Windsor of the Ohio Press Network at 12.05 today. Nice to have Jeff Murtaugh, our producer, back. Uh, Jeff is uh, a married man and is back from his honeymoon. Nice to have Jeff with us. He's the guy who puts the podcast together every day. And it looks like Jeff got a haircut for his wedding or his honeymoon or both. But it's nice to have Jeff back. And uh, marriage is an awesome thing. And um, happy to welcome him to those ranks. We will talk about the indictment, arrest, mugshot of Donald Trump to start the show. But crime in Columbus never takes a holiday. And uh, those who have been engaged in crime and those who attempted to be engaged in crime uh, were back at it yesterday in areas of the city that are not typically seen as even remotely among our most dangerous areas. But as a friend uh, pointed out to me last night, there are no exclusively dangerous areas of Columbus. There are only areas that are most dangerous Areas that are more dangerous, and then everywhere else that is dangerous because we have allowed in this city a culture of crime to flourish. I will explain what I mean next, but first, the indictment of Trump in Atlanta and the subsequent mugshot. A lot of people wondered what it would take to get Donald Trump back on Twitter. The answer is a fourth indictment and a first mugshot. Yes, after more than two years away, uh, Donald Trump is back. On Twitter, at Real Donald Trump, Elon Musk reinstated him after Jack Dorsey and his uh, band of free speech thugs took Trump off the platform in the immediate aftermath of January the 6th, maybe even before that. I don't remember exactly when. But Trump roared back on Twitter last night, as he is uh, known for his tweets in all capital letters. And the tweet said this, mugshot, August 24th, 2023. Then the picture of a glaring, scowling Trump with the words, election interference, never surrender, DonaldJTrump.com. So the mugshot of Trump will be used by him. In fact, it was being used, a fake one, before the actual one was ever taken to raise money for Donald Trump. And he needs a lot of money because he got a lot of lawsuits to litigate. He's spending his campaign money to litigate the lawsuits. Presumably, he will be the Republican nominee. And I don't know if he'll be at a big disadvantage on spending. The Democrats are already spending big in Florida. They're spending everywhere to prop up the failing record of Joe Biden, which I have numbers on Joe Biden's approval rating in the state of Ohio that I will share with you as the show goes on. It's not just... Here in a state that's gone for Donald Trump twice in a row where Biden is struggling. I'm astounded at state by state where Joe Biden's approval ratings are. I'll get to that at 1135 today. But Trump's mugshot, 
It'll be on T-shirts. It'll be on mugs. It'll be on flags. It'll be everywhere. And the reason why mugshots are taken is because the authorities want to have a record of someone who might be a flight risk. Okay, so Donald Trump's not a flight risk, and everybody in the world knows what he looks like. You will note that partisan hacks like Alvin Bragg and uh, Jack Smith opted not to take Donald Trump's mugshot when they indicted him three times before. But Fannie Willis, the Atlanta District Attorney, Fulton County District Attorney, I guess is her official title, she had to mugshot Donald Trump. The likely most recognizable face on the planet who has, as far as I know, not flown anywhere in the past, what, five years, decade, two decades, in a plane that wasn't bearing his own name in big gold letters, he's a flight risk. So, okay, they took his mugshot and they will help him by taking this mugshot because he will fundraise off it. I know Biden will, too. And this is the culmination of a lot of uh, Democrats' dreams that they have a Donald Trump mugshot. So the trial now of Donald Trump in Atlanta is scheduled to begin in October because one of his 19 defendants, co-defendants rather, demanded to be given a speedy trial. This case is a mess. This persecution of Donald Trump is a mess. And it can only push us to a worse place as a country. But the Democrats long since, uh, took, have long since have taken their mask off, and they deem the demonization of Donald Trump to be a worthy consequence of the unprecedented actions they are taking in New York, in Washington, D.C., in the state of Florida, and in Fulton County, Georgia. In four different places, a former president of the United States faces charges and their civil suits against him too so here we go again more of the same rinse repeat that same pronouncement could apply to crime in columbus now we think of areas of columbus like linden the hilltop east side franklinton as being the most dangerous in columbus but everywhere in columbus is dangerous and this was pointed out yesterday as westerville which can be a very dangerous place But I don't really think of, and I don't know why I don't think of, maybe I need to amend my thinking. In fact, I think I do need to amend my thinking. Why don't we think of the Polaris area as a really dangerous area? We had a guy walking down the middle of I-71 in the Polaris area, shooting at other passengers, uh, other motorists. We had, how many, two shootings in Polaris Fashion Place. It's not unusual for violence to break out, for people to shoot guns, for people to be killed. People to be shot and wounded in the Polaris area. It happened again yesterday. Now, this is personal to me because I drive by this place five days a week. I drive right by it, the auto zone at the corner of Sankus and Lazelle Road. Ten after five yesterday, a guy comes in with a, an apparent accomplice to rob the store. Now, we don't have much details on this. The only details we have are the best kind of details. That certainly the person in charge of the attempted robbery, and it appears his 18-year-old accomplice, the older was shot and killed, the younger 
It sounds like he was shot. Maybe he's just hit with something. Blunt force injuries to his chest. He's in the hospital. The 43-year-old Alejandro Fallardo Torres, dead of a gunshot wound. What's not said in this leads me to believe that one of two things happened here. Somebody who works at the auto zone was carrying a weapon and knew how to use it. Or the other alternative is this guy's robbery attempt of the auto zone timed up with some other armed citizen and their visit to the auto zone to purchase something that that person needed to either repair his auto or wash his auto or shine up his auto or something. I don't see any other way, because there was no police officer involved, unless it was an off-duty police officer, and that's not reported. I don't see any other way that the guy who was going to rob the store and the 18-year-old who it appears was his accomplice end up on the wrong end of justifiable violence in response to their criminal actions. Detectives say it was robbery, and this is the operative phrase, No suspect information was released by Columbus police. You know why no suspect information was released by Columbus police? Because they don't have any suspects. Not because there are suspects and they don't know who they are, but because they know who exactly ended this stupidity and nonsense. And he's not a suspect because he acted justifiably. If it's anything other than that, I will be surprised. Now, also... Not long after this, about an hour and 20 minutes after this, the Kroger on Sunbury Road near Westerville, which is right on your way to New Albany, not a bad area, supposedly, a guy wrecks his car into the side of the Kroger, or at least he jumped the curb onto the sidewalk near the walk-up pharmacy, hit a wall, and then was engaged in a gun battle with police, and the guy lost it. The police won it. Second time this week we've had police, it appears, justifiably shoot somebody who was not obeying the laws of a decent society. No details on what led to the shooting. BCI is going to investigate. They investigate every shooting. It was not Columbus police. It was Blendon Township police. Same Parking lot where a 24-year-old woman was shot and killed in January. And this, of course, follows the previous day where we had a guy who police were trying to serve a warrant on. He tried to evade arrest in his car on foot. He pulled a gun on officers and play stupid games, win stupid prizes, and he won a trip to the coroner. They've identified him, Jamie Oversight, 36 years old of Worthington. Police had been trying to arrest him for violating a protection order. And his protection order was in violation of him being told by the court that he could not visit a certain house on the south side. So it appears domestic violence was at the core of that particular incident. So I mentioned that the guy who was shot and killed by Columbus police two days ago uh, was in violation of a protection order, so they were trying to serve a warrant on him. He fled from police. He pulled a gun on police, and for his trouble, uh, he was shot and killed. Uh, domestic violence is an insidious evil and an ever-present 
flammable situation in our culture. One of those incidents, it appears, precipitated the murder and quadruple homicide uh, that they are trying to come to grips with in northeast Ohio in the Canton area. Five people found dead last night at a home in Lake Township, which is near Uniontown. Uh, It appears that uh, one of the adults, husband or wife, shot the other, killed the other, then killed their three kids, and then turned the weapon on themselves. Now, the Canton Repository reports, in talking to a next-door neighbor, that the woman is described by the next-door neighbor, the wife, the now-deceased wife, is described by a next-door neighbor as a wonderful mother, and her father, she said, was a or her husband, was a nice man but controlling. Doesn't prove anything. It's just one person's opinion. But that's where we are. The heartbreaking part here is, of course, that uh, a family, which is designed by God to be uh, a resource of love and support and guidance and comfort and all things that are good, uh, instead gave birth to feelings that led to five people losing their life. The three children, the youngest was eight years old, the boy, uh, two daughters, a ninth grader and a seventh grader. Uh, The girls were in Girl Scouts. The boy was in the Boy Scouts. Uh, The neighbors speak glowingly of the kids and of the family. And this is what happens uh, or can happen uh, when a domestic violence incident goes uh, wildly out of control. Crime is crime is not preventable because men are born with a sin nature, a selfish nature. And when that selfish nature takes over, bad things happen. The guy who got shot and killed at the auto zone. What is he in there doing? He's trying to rob the store. Why? Because... He wants money in a quick way. He wants to disadvantage others to do it. He wants to threaten others. He wants to scare others. And he himself ends up dead, I think, because of a good Samaritan on the scene or because somebody who works at that auto zone was carrying and knew what to do. That's the key part of carrying a weapon, too. In Ohio, we have carry provision for anybody. But don't just go buy a gun and carry without going to the range and shooting, without becoming exceedingly comfortable with the gun, without training, without knowing exactly how you'll react in situations like that. I'll be very surprised if whoever intervened at the AutoZone yesterday wasn't someone who had planned for this contingency. Nevertheless, you can't remove all contingency, all chance, from all circumstances. A friend of mine sent me uh, recently a column written in the Boston Globe in 2007 in the aftermath of the Virginia Tech on-campus shooting. And the person there who did the shooting was a clearly mentally ill student. And this former president of Boston College wrote this column for the Boston Globe that said, Americans believe that for every problem there is a solution. If we think and work hard enough, we believe we can solve every problem. Of course, we also live with the presence of contingency and uncertainty. We know that too, for we believe in Murphy's Law. And then he points out what he says is the absurdity of believing both Murphy's Law and that every problem has a solution. Now, solutions, though, have graded success rates. And in Columbus, we have gone from an era where 
We were pretty good at being a big, safe, growing city, but we have since become very, very bad at it. We have more than 10 teenagers murdered this year in the city of Columbus. We have somewhere between 20 and 30 people in the city of Columbus murdered this year who between the ages of 20 and 30. We can't eliminate all that, but we can reduce it. And I've always said, and I will continue to argue, that my solution is to punish severely crimes that are not as egregious as murder, armed robbery, some of the worst ones. But if you punish those crimes at the low end of severity, you enact consequences and plant a seed that punishment awaits you if you continue to confound the laws of an orderly society and city. That's why I was drawn to a story recently on the Channel 6 website here in town, which speaks to a mother who she says her daughter has been targeted by the Kia boys, that's the gang of juvenile car thieves here in town. Her daughter was targeted twice in one week. Both times they broke the window out of her car in an attempt to steal the daughter's car. Now, the, mo- the mom's name is Houston Tooks. Houston Tooks said the first time they tried to steal her daughter's car parked outside her job. Then three days later, after they repaired the window, they tried to steal the car at her apartment. So Channel 6 brings back an interview they did last June with the lead juvenile judge in Franklin County, a person by the name of Lashel Stroud. And this is what Judge Stroud said last summer about the growing juvenile crime in Columbus. See if you can spot what the problem might be in the perspective that the top judge in juvenile court brings to growing juvenile crime. She said, I don't think any one person or organization should carry the weight, she means, of fixing the issue. I don't think this is any one of our responsibilities. I think it's about all of us coming together to figure out what we can do in our perspective areas. See, what this is known as is everybody's responsible, so nobody is. Everybody's responsible, but if the problem continues, you can always point to somebody else and go, well, I'm doing all I can. But those people over there, they're not doing all that they can. Now, what's really interesting is the mom goes through her frustration over this and the fact that this kind of crime continues. And so Channel 6 goes back a year after talking to the judge, and they request another interview with the judge. And they said, we reached out for a response from Judge Stroud, but we were told the judge declined the interview and that the court has no statement. Everybody's responsible. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.